Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, welcome back to another episode of the Blind Leading the Blind podcast. My name is Chris. And I am Mike. We're, we want you to be aware, also, on this evening, that we are being watched over in the studio by our constant companion, Mr. Bobby Knight. Yes. He is there in all his military finery. He, he will have some more decoration here soon. More, about, yes. more on that later. Yes. More on that <laughs> later. Boy, you just hung that out there, didn't you? Yeah. So, obviously, if Bobby Knight is here, we are in the spacious confines of Studio B. Yes. B Ministries. In the frozen tundra of B Ministries yeah. in downtown Marion, Ohio. Talked to somebody today from Chicago, and it's uh, feel like is minus 24 there. Uh-huh. Um, he's just cold. I saw, I saw a thing uh, in Alberta, Canada. It was uh-huh. like negative 64. That's cold. Actual. That's cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a picture of an, a can of a beverage that had been opened in the Kansas City Stadium. Yep. And it foamed up and froze. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I wasn't thirsty anyway. <laughs> so it's cold out. Yep. It's I winter. I think it's like four degrees. Probably. Winter, winter finally decided to show up. Mm-hmm. And it showed up. With intent. Yeah. <laughs> With intent to harm. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> oh. so, but, you know, it's okay. Yep. We live in Ohio. Yes, we and do. the earth is tilted on its axis. Therefore, we will have winter. As soon as Pete builds the guest wing on his condo, we'll be down. <laughs> you know, I think that's one of those cases. He's taking friends over family. I. You know, <laughs> It'll be Studio C. It will. Oh, wouldn't that be? Yes. Live from sunny Florida. Sunny Naples, Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Coming to you. Oh, yes. Oh, God help us if you and I ever go visit Pete. There will be Hawaiian shirts worn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There will be funny hats it'll, and Bermuda it'll, shorts. It'll be absolute socks and sandals. Uh-huh. We, we, will to be, embarrass him. we will be the most touristy <laughs> people ever to walk the streets of Naples. I'll Would stand, you look at that? I'll stand right in front of the Prada store and eat a corn dog. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> Taking pictures of the sign. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh. Anyhow, Mr. Wilson, Yeah. suppose somebody wanted to contact us. How would they do that? Oh, that's real easy. You can find us every Sunday morning here at church. That's fact. That is. 10.30 a.m. Yep. Sunday morning. Yep. Come on, come all. And and, and everybody invited along with it. Speaking of which, wasn't this Sunday great? <gasps> oh, yes, it was. You know, Mike and I had a conversation after the fact, and it was like, there was, there was a moment, I'm sure you noticed, but there was a moment where I just sort of stopped mm-hmm. and stood there. It was just <laughs> like. You were soaking it in. This is fantastic. Yeah. And it's, yeah, part of, definitely part of a shared vision there. That, yeah. And it's, that they, those kids would have kept singing for hours if we'd have let them. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have to do church. But. I'm, I'm not sure why we didn't. <laughs> I, was, I was not done. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. It was fantastic. So, um, yeah. yeah, wonderful. That was worship, music, singing, praising. Yes, teenagers. Being, being in. 
So it was it was great fun. Anyway, if you're not here and you choose to miss out on that kind of worship, then okay. But you could find us on Facebook. Yeah. First name blind leading all one word. Last name the blind all one word. If you do not do the book of faces, if social media is not your thing, you could communicate, I understand, via email. You could. There is an email address. That email address is as follows. Blindpod at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. If you need help spelling it, that's B-L-I-N-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And if you need help beyond that, then just see us on Sunday morning. Call the AOL help desk. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> <Bing>. <laughs> <laughs> the robot screaming. The, the sound of dial-up internet. <laughs> if you don't know what that's like, you should, there has to be a sound bite somewhere you could go. Oh my goodness gracious! There is. <laughs> trying to download something get off the internet i need to use the phone <laughs> 43 and a half minutes remaining <laughs> mom needs to call her friend Susie and talk for two hours so you just get kicked off the internet <laughs> done took you an hour and a half to get to where you're at and now your mom's done kicked you off the phone yep <laughs> the good old days oh yeah oh yeah of course you had a whole whole other thing that i never got to experience yeah party lines Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard tell of that. Yeah. Now, they had a sort of a... There was, and in some places I understand still is in existence, uh, but they had sort of a version of a party line. I guess it was the same thing um, for some hollers down in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. If somebody called, there was one phone line that ran all the way up the holler, Yep. And everybody answered the phone when it rang. Yep. And you'd figure out who the phone call was for and everybody else hang up. Yeah. <laughs> and that that was a thing. Yeah. That was a thing. I don't know if that's how party lines work, but Absolutely. But when when I was young, my grandparents in Clinton County, um, there was still an operator. You called the operator and connect and she connected for you. Yeah, see I did, I, I did we did have a functioning rotary phone in our house oh, yeah. when I was growing up. Oh yeah. So I, I do did. know about the click 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 yeah. And then about the sixth or seventh number your finger'd slip and you'd screw up and have to hang up and start oh, yeah. over. You gotta yeah. hang it out. Yeah. That was a good phone to be angry on though, because when you oh, slammed that dude oh, down it had you rained a bell, you know, bang, yeah. and you ring it now, oh yeah. Uh, you could make a point. Oh yeah. For sure. Anyway, enough of that jabber jabber. Jabber jabber. Jabber jabber. Jabber John. <laughs> um, so, I believe the first segment. Oh, no, there was one. Yeah, I was more on that. Yeah, Bobby Knight. So, Bobby Knight is going to have some decoration adorning him soon. I got to tell this story before we get rolling into things. Uh, I've received randomly, completely at random, I got an email <laughs> from FedEx. It said, your package from Pete will be there in X amount of time. And I went, oh, <laughs> what did he do? Because he'd already sent us our Christmas gifts. We already talked about all that. That's exactly. great. He gave us a shark in a jar and, and T-shirts and all of a sudden you got knives and all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, it's way after Christmas now. And why are you sending me a package? Like, what is in here? Come to find out that Pete is very observant which we knew that. Um, 
but he had picked up something out of an episode that we had recorded and had come across said things and said, oh, there it is. I'll send it to him. I had mentioned that I was looking at, uh, well, I think it was the episode we were opening Christmas gifts. Yes. Because he had used the remove before flight tape mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. on the box. And I had mentioned that there's a keychain uh, that I had seen that I wanted to get that was a red remove before flight tag. And uh, he sent me one in the mail. There it is on my keys right there. Yep, there it is. Um, and he also sent uh, in the same package two or three actual real remove for flight tags that are used on airplanes. Yeah. They're like three or four feet long, probably four or five inches wide. And they have these giant steel pins on the end of them. And I sent him a text and I said, well, I appreciate it. What the heck is this from? <laughs> like, you got to give me some backstory here. And he said, those are used to lock out the landing gears uh, when the plane is parked so that they cannot accidentally retract. And I went, wow. Makes good sense. That's really cool. Yeah. And just these giant ribbons that say remove before flight. So yeah. I'm assuming when the pilot does his walk around on the plane, his part of his job is to remove all of those remove before flight tags. I would think so. Um, if you don't know what a, what a flight tag is, um, there's all kinds of tags and things all over the airplane, I guess, for things that have to be removed or done to the plane before mm-hmm. you're, you can fly it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it just says remove before flight. I think that's great. And yeah. So thank you, Mr. Pete. But uh, the point to saying all that was that uh, I am very appreciative of the gift, and we have decided, Wilson and I together have decided that we are going to use one of those removed before flight tags uh, as a, what do you call it? Is it a sash? A sash. A yeah. sash to go across uh, the chest of Mr. Bobby Knight yeah. um, in memory of Florida Pete. <laughs> <laughs> In recognition of, he's Recon- not dead Yeah, yet. okay, yeah. In memory of, sounds <laughs> not, like, you know, Not in no. memory of, yes. No, in in yeah. recognition of, no. of our uh, silent co-host, Mr. <laughs> Florida Pete. Silent co Silent Pete. <laughs> silent Pete and Jay. <laughs> Jay and Silent Pete. Yes. Uh, so thank you, Florida Pete. Keep up the good work, sir. You're a scholar and a gentleman and one heck of a model American. Yes, sir, E. Bob. Uh, I'm glad you got water. <laughs> There's more to that than I want to hear. Oh, but yeah. We won't talk about that now. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll yeah. leave that alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So first segment is... <gasps> Always is, isn't it? The Dead Report. Yeah, it is. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. You know, Bring someday that's going to be played and I'm going to be wheeled out in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> I just know it. <laughs> Oh, my. Uh, interesting ones. Interesting ones this time. Uh-huh. Uh, first one, David Soul. Now, does that name ring a bell? Did you say De La Soul? David Soul. I was going to say, like, the whole group died? <laughs> Le Chic? No. Um, oh, no. that's hilarious. David Soul was uh, on the TV series Starsky and Hutch. Okay. He was Hutch. Okay. Um, he passed away. I, I think Starsky, whoever, I forget that guy's name, but he he died a while back. So, yeah, there's no more Starsky and no more Hutch. I, I wondered what had happened to David Soule's career 
along the way, and I was watching a Poirot. Uh, what? I was watching a Poirot. What is a? Hercule Poirot. Oh, Hercule. I am not that Frenchy. I am a Belgie. Yes, yes, yes. Um, on PBS. With the nice little mustache. Yeah, David yes. Suchet, uh -huh. yeah. who has made that character something. Yes. Anyway, um, there was David Soul doing a Poirot. What? Which was very cool. I guess he had also carved sort of a career in later life in British television. Huh. So, yeah. It was, okay. that was very, very cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. I could go on about David Suchet for a while, but I won't. Well, all right. Then. He's a good actor. You should look up his stuff. Yes. Uh, also passing away, and this is in the last day or so, a lady by the name of Joyce Randolph. I thought you were going to say Meyer. No. No, she came back. Oh. Oh, the cat came back. They thought she was a goner, but the whack, cat... Whack! Whack! <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of the screen door slamming. Uh. People are going, what? what? Just look it up. <laughs> Joyce Randolph, 99 years old, played a character on The Honeymooners. <gasps> Trixie. Yes. Okay. All it was, right. It was Ed Norton's wife. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, she passed away. One of the very few TV shows that my grandfather actually watched. Really? Like, like show shows. Yeah. Huh. Honeymooners. Yeah. Jackie Gleason, by the way, for those mm -hmm. of you that don't remember. And then one more. Stud. Uh, on to the world of baseball. Mr. Bud Harrelson died. Bud Harrelson. Harrelson now? Harrelson. Because he Harold Stone Cold dead. I was going to say, are you, did we? Did he become British all of a sudden? <laughs> Lord Harrelson. <laughs> Lord Harleston the third. Little scrawny guy. Yeah. Shortstop for the 1969 Miracle Mets. He played the first big chunk of his career with the Mets. I know. I know. Sorry. Well, you know. Um, but he was on the World Series winning team in 69. Yes, he was. One other thing that you will frequently see Bud Harrelson on the interweb for is Pete Rose sliding hard into second as Harrelson takes the throw and Rose just demolished him. Completely wiped him. I mean But but he was known for taking shots. Like he was not afraid oh to, no. to, to to hang in there or like I saw oh. I remember watching a video somewhere in my lifetime of Bud Harrelson taking an absolute line drive, just an absolute laser straight to the chin. Yeah. He didn't get his glove up fast enough right. and just line drive straight to the chin. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, dude was a machine. Yeah. The only problem with, you know, the thing with the rose yeah. sliding in, Harrelson took offense at the way he had done it. Sure. And so he decided to square up on Pete Rose. <laughs> Who's about eight times the size of him. Mistake number two. Yeah. <laughs> and Rose cleaned his clock. Sure, Pete Rose will use you for a baseball bat. Yes. Because you tiny. Yeah, that was one of those baseball fights that was going on in the outfield and everything. There were separate fights breaking oh, out yeah. of all, all over the place yeah, on yeah. that one. I th so I think I've yeah, seen oh, that. You've probably I'm, seen the I'm video. I'm pretty sure I've seen so, that. But Harrelson has passed away. Complications from Alzheimer's. Wow. Probably from getting his head caved in by Pete Rose. Uh, or too many shots from baseballs to the head, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. Back when shortstop, you just didn't, you know, kick near the bag and everybody <laughs> slid five feet out of the way. <laughs> no, no, you were all the way in there. Yes. Uh, yes. And if you weren't, you didn't play. But yeah. that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Made me mean. <laughs> that concludes the dead report. The litany of the Toten. <laughs> The litany of the Totten. 
Are you a teetotal in Lydney, are you? Oh, no. You're heading kind of totten. That's the stylist for the totten now. Totten Carmen? Anyway. News. News? Yeah, I'm sorry I don't have the, the ticker tape. I'll do it. <laughs> Gunshots? <laughs> 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 wow. Walter Cronkite and his back, his back beat. That's great. Uh, sports news. What about sports news? I have some sports do news. Do you? Really? Yeah. Hit me with some sports news. The Titans, the Tennessee Titans, yes, made a horrible decision, didn't they? Though, <laughs> God, such a bad decision. They fired Mike Vrabel. Mm-hmm. He'll be picked up. Well, and I see now this opens up all kinds of possibilities. Uh, yes, it does. There's a whole window of There's stuff. There's a whole here. lot of big coconut game about to go down in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, I mean, is he going to sign a contract? Um, as a one-year assistant somewhere? I don't know. I don't Is know. he going to sign a lucrative contract as a head coach somewhere? I could see with that happening. one significant out clause. I could see that happening if his, well. if his alma mater came, his college alma mater came to him, would that would be he? an out clause? Would he? I don't know. I don't know. I can't imagine that he wouldn't. I don't know. Is coaching college a step back from NFL nowadays or not? I don't well, no anymore. Everybody's paid the same. Yeah, sure. So, you know, would he want to do that? Because I know there are coaches that are frustrated with it. Sure. Excuse Next you. sports news. I fed you I tried too much. to I tried to get away from the oh yeah, you did. Mm. Friend Mangano's meatballs. Mm-hmm. And great grandma Yakabachi's bread. Mm. So good. So good. Anyway. Uh, this is kind of a big news. This is a big deal in the sports world. Hit me, hit me. Nick Saban retired. Yes. I'm not entirely sure why, but unless he's just that old. In his press conference, he said that he felt like it was just time. Fair enough. Um, he actually said, said, well, you know, I'm 71 years old and I'm not maybe as sharp as I used to be. And I'm recognizing that. Um, so he, as I, I think part of it is he took a lot of it on himself. Time for me to go. Sure. But I think there also is a serious frustration in his world with the way the college football is, is now handling being things? done. Yes. And college football as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he's, he's, he's cut from a whole different cloth. Oh, completely. And that stuff don't fly. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No. And you have to. Just you're managing players completely differently now than you used to. Yep. When you could grab them by their face mask and spit tobacco juice at them while you <laughs> screamed in their face. Yeah. Now it's yeah, bunch of mamsy pamsy crap. Yeah. Anyway, those are my two sports newses. Yeah. Got any other sports news? I really don't have a lot of sports news. Um, you know, we're in the playoff weekend, the wild card weekend. Yeah. Um, Chiefs one. That's a bummer. You know, that's sports news right there, that Chiefs thing. How is that sports news? Well, if you weren't paying attention. Well, uh, I didn't see it, see it, excuse me, because the game was on Peacock. Peacock, yeah. That's a whole other conversation. But anyway, um, also a dumb decision. 
Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so uh, the poster boy of the NFL, Mr. Patty Mahomes, uh, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, uh, something happened with him during that game that uh, was kind of incredible. Uh, I've been watching football my entire life, and I don't think I've ever seen anybody get a hole busted in their helmet. I've seen face masks come I've, off I've or seen, be bent. Sure, I've seen that. I've seen dented. I've seen you know a lot of scuffs, and, and I've mm-hmm. seen shoulder pads fail. I've never seen a helmet, like, shatter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, um, well, it was handled professionally, wasn't it? Uh, no, not even a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so the NFL has a few rules that they've initiated, most of which I think are stupid. But if you're going to have rules, you should enforce them on everybody. Uh, and uh, Mr. Mr. Mahomes uh, performed an action that was illegal, according to the rules of the NFL, by leading with his helmet into the helmet of another player. Mm-hmm. He was not penalized for that. No. Uh, he had an equipment failure on the field, which, according to the rules, he should have missed at least one play to get that fixed and looked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, they actually stopped the game, mm-hmm. stopped the clock, mm-hmm. got him a new helmet, and let him keep playing. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that, as of late, you get hit in the head, it's pretty much automatic. You got to go to the tent and get looked at for concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, he did not. They literally stopped the game, got him a new helmet, and they continued. Mm-hmm. Absolute <clears throat> prejudice and show of favoritism, and uh... and the whole world saw it. Oh yeah. And there, <laughs> my understanding is that there has been a com- an absolute outcry uh, on social media and other places uh, pretty much calling for the head of Roger Goodell on a platter. Yes. Because, uh, yeah. He made sure he was at the earlier game in Houston and not in the later game, not at the later <laughs> game in frigid Kansas City. He sure. made a decision there. Sure, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, there was also, in, in last night's game, um, there were two players that took some significant hits on a particular play. Yeah. And they... They both went out, and the one player went out for a play. He looked at in the tent, came back out, and the refs stopped the game to make sure that he had gone in the tent. Right. Meanwhile, pretty boy uh-huh. gets to just, oh, we'll stop. Are you okay? Uh-huh. Are you okay? Do you need, You're okay. good. Just uh, grab a new helmet, okay. son. We'll keep going. Yeah. 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 Bull crap. Bunch of bull crap. Yep, it is. It is, it is, it is. Anyway, that's all the sports news I boy, got. You, boy, we're sounding like a couple of curmudgeons here, don't we? Downright you loving betcha. it. Mm-hmm. You betcha. So, Do you have any sports news? I don't really have any other sports news. Uh, just um, regular news? I got a bunch of regular news. I just have to pick and choose. I got, I got one significant regular news. Okay. Let me throw this headline out there. Okay. This is from TechCrunch. T-E-C-H-C-R-U-N-C-H dot com. Scientists are working on a vibrating obesity pill. I guess you swallow this pill and it vibrates in your stomach for a period of time and it it convinces your stomach that you're full so you stop eating. That's a vibrating obesity pill. Wow. That's uh, interesting. It certainly is. 
I, I can't imagine that there would be any <laughs> alternative use. Well, I was just going to say it, 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 bad it, things happening with that. No, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> None whatsoever. I, I can tell you this. You stick something vibrating in my stomach and I'm going to puke. <laughs> you're going to see it again real soon. That's how I'm going to lose weight. It's because you can't keep anything in there. Just stirring it up. Well, as, and as it wandered through, and I didn't, I don't know how long it takes to wander through, but... <laughs> Be a series of really interesting sensations. <laughs> well, especially on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to poop out a bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> trying to poop out a bumblebee. Uh, uh, I hope it's big enough that it's, of course, I don't know, maybe they could, you know, you, you wind up with one in your kidney <laughs> and it would vibrate loose all the other stones <laughs> or break them up. Oh, man, I'm going to die. Well, I could try that. You killed me. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, I have a uh, really serious news. Uh, this is local to Marion. Um, and I saw this and I went, wow, that is actual news. Um, <laughs> so, uh, on January 5th, the sheriff's office put out a uh, bulletin. Mm-hmm. Um, said that there was a possible human remains found. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they went out and did some looking around, and sure enough, it was a deceased female. Mm -hmm. Could not identify. Then, uh, you know, they scooped up the remains, did all the things, sent the body to somewhere to get have an autopsy or whatever and forensic mm -hmm. investigating. And uh, they ended up identifying that individual. Oh, really? Yes. Um, she was from Indiana, I believe. Huh. Um, so I'm assuming that there is an ongoing investigation for I think so. how a woman from Indiana ended up dead in a ditch in Marion, Ohio. Yeah. That kind of stuff doesn't happen around here very often. And so I mm -hmm. was like, Oh, that's news. I mean, I realize it's heavy news and it's, you know, that's no fun to talk about, but it is actual news. <laughs> it is. And I didn't have to stumble my way through a poorly written 10 TV article to get it. That's true. <clears throat> there is a plus there. But, uh, yeah, that kind of thing doesn't happen a whole lot around Marion. No. And so uh, no. we aren't that big of a city. No. Hmm. Well, we'll be paying attention for the rest of that story. Yeah. yeah. I would be interested in hearing the rest of it as well. Well... Well, then pay attention. Well, I, that's your job. I, oh, no, I can't. I can't pay your attention to do things at once. pay attention and then tell me. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. What's going on? Tell me what's going <laughs> on. Describe it. <laughs> I have a little bit of news out of Quebec. Quebec. Canada. Canada. From Lieutenant Benoit Richard. My guy. I love that Is name. he a Canadian Benoit Richard. Is he a Canadian Mountie? He is an Please official. He's a, a lieutenant and an official in Quebec. I don't know. I uh, hope so. I hope he's a Mountie. <coughs> Canadian he, Mounties are the yes, cat's pajamas, man. Yes, they are. They're amazing. Yes, they are. Coo, 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 coo. <laughs> Ooh, coo, coo. Yeah, hoser. <laughs> Warning Canadians. He was. Warning. Warning them. Not to post images of porch pirates stealing their property. And why is that? Posting that picture could be a violation of private life. Oh, he's a Mountie. For sure. 
for sure. So in other words, if your ring doorbell uh-huh. picks up somebody stealing your packages off your porch. Uh-huh. Don't post it and he say. Is, he is warning people not to post that and say, hey, in my neighborhood, we got this happening. And look, there's the guy or the girl or the people or the whatever. Y'all see this guy or know who it is. Let me know. Yeah. No, no, no. That would be a violation of their private life. Welcome to Canada. Oh, trespassing. Well, welcome to uh, socialistic countries. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, or moving in other directions. Mentioning socialistic countries. <coughs> Mother Russia. Something out of California. <coughs> okay. It has expanded its state <coughs> health care coverage to cover medically necessary sex change surgeries for illegal immigrants. I'm shocked. I'm shocked it hasn't already happened. Uh, analysts, you still can't mow your grass, by the way. No. Analysts say that the expansion could cost taxpayers an estimated $3.1 billion. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Billion. That was billion with a B, B, as in buzzsaw, yeah. as in broke, as in boo-boo, wow. as in bye-bye. Wow. Wow. Are they still having porch pirates off the coast of uh, San Francisco? <laughs> I read an article of where there are other more companies that are closing their doors in L.A., San Francisco, L.A. and San Francisco because of the rash of crimes that just smash and grab. Yeah. Well, not to, I, I was specifically referring to the floating city of stolen boats. Yes. <laughs> but as far as I, I haven't seen a follow up on that. So. The San Francisco kid out there hanging out on his rubber ducky floating. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, you know what? I, I'm okay. One more, just cause I can real okay, quick. Okay. Get after it. Lawsuit, New York city. Yep. Mayor Eric Adams has sued 17 Texas charter bus companies for $708 million for sending illegals up there. Yeah. And the latest effort to block migrants from Texans, Texas being bussed into New York city. It only targets the bus companies because they can't sue the state of Texas. Um, it's charging them for the $708 million uh, is the amount it's spent to provide shelter and services to the 33,000 migrants. Oh, my goodness. 33,000 migrants, $708 million. Gosh. Just do the math on that. Oh. So, there you go. Glad you live in the middle because both coasts are really a mess. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Ain't that something? I got a few ideas on how they could fix all that. But anyway. Um, yeah, have you seen the Egypt's wall on the Gaza side of things? No. Oh, my goodness. No, I haven't. You should look that up. It's <laughs> nasty. Do they have a sphinx on it? <laughs> no, but they got... A sphinx with laser eyes? Three rows of at least triple razor wire. Oh, yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. It's That's like good. you fall they into should that. Do it. They should do it like they how they test prison fences. Uh-huh. You know, you turn a, ra- a couple of rabbits loose through there, and if they make it out the other side in one piece, it's not enough razor wire so yet. So you add more. <laughs> Keep going until they shred themselves, and then you know you're good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. That's it for news. That's it. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Fun facts. <sighs> Is it really everybody's favorite part? I'm assuming so. I hope so. Mr. Wilson? What? Fun fact me. I have one. Christopher Columbus. My guy. That's a fun fact in and of itself. (laughs) 
he did in fact not sail the ocean blue anyway um there's a whole lot of stuff that's yeah (laughs) yeah yeah not i found out that most of my education was a lie yes exactly um while he was sailing to this intended land of riches yes and gold and spices Mm -hmm. um he found tacos he kind of (laughs) did well he promised the sailors on the ship a reward. Yes, he did. For whoever spotted land first. Yes, he did. This was in the amount of 10,000 maravedi. Mm-hmm. Maravedi. Sorry. Yes. Maravedi. Which is? A year. <clears throat> 10,000 maravedi. A year for life. Mm-hmm. To the first one who spotted land. There was a sailor. His name was Rodrigo. 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 And he, one morning, spotted the sun shining off beaches, um, which we would recognize today as the Bahamas. Okay. Um, and he said, "Ah, land ho." He probably didn't say land ho. He said landius hoius or whatever Spanish is for that. Hey, it's the land or over Portuguese. there. Right? <laughs> it's me, a Bahama. It's the land. Bahama Mama, look <laughs> at the land. <laughs> That's how it became the name of how it got its name. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> so many. Bahama, 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 Bahama. Anyway. Marriage. Um. So he hollers out, and everyone goes, ah, look at that. And Christopher Columbus says, oh, no, I saw the moon shining off that last night. It's my reward. <laughs> Rodrigo <laughs> got nothing. Now, how much is 10,000 maravidi a year? What uh, does that translate to in modern money? Uh, two chickens and uh, a pig. Less than that, three bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Christopher Columbus cheated his guy out of three bucks a year for the rest of his life. Yep. So, but boy, when you put it into the Maravichis, or whatever you Maravedi. said, yeah, that one, uh, yeah, sounds like a lot. It 10, does. 10,000 of them. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. Remember that next time we celebrate Columbus Day. <laughs> And here I thought Columbus Day was about Ohio. Anyway. I, I, when I was a little kid, I thought it did. I thought it was. I really did. Uh, what do you have for fun facting? I have a couple. Okay. The snow that was used in the Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. was 100% mm-hmm. pure, mm-hmm. undiluted mm-hmm. asbestos. Isn't it great? <laughs> Snow, 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 snow. I have have one more uh, fun thing. Because that's what we did, okay? (laughs) They didn't know. It wasn't like they let's poison the little people. And we liked it. (laughs) All right. So this isn't so much a fun fact. I mean, it is a fact that it is fun, but it's uh, word of the day. Word of the day. Okay. (laughs) Now, this is a, before I tell you the word, I'll tell you the factoid on the word. This is a 200-year-old Scottish term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
meaning to lounge in bed long after it's time to get up. Ah. Do you know what it is? Wet the bed? Nope. Nope. I believe so, but what? I have two Come options on, give in me my a shot. Uncle Dunkle or Herky Durky or Close. something like that. Close, yes. Herkle Durkle. Herkle Durkle Urkle. Herkle Durkle. It's a Scottish term, over 200 years old, means to lay in bed way after it's time to get up. Herkle Durkle. <laughs> so happiness is Herkle Durkling. It would be. <laughs> Well, I don't even know when the last time I did that was. What, Herkle Durkle? Herkle Durkle. Ah, the last time I Herkle Durkled. Without being sick. Sick doesn't count. Okay, well, yeah. Not even on Christmas. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, well, you know what? New Year's Day. Did I, you? I slept in a little bit. Not a lot, because I can't stay there too long. The old back and hips won't allow me to. I will get up sooner or later. No, I understand that. It was 8.15, 8.30 on New Year's Day, so that really is a fairly urkle-durkle. For you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it was probably pushing nine New yeah. Year's Day for me. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I used to sleep. I never did, though. I mean, but, you know. Oh, I kids, used to. Kids I, sleep until 11, 12, 1. Oh, yeah. I never did. Oh, yeah. I, I, I used to be able to sleep till 1 o'clock, no problem. Uh-uh, not me. It was even better when I worked night shift. I'd, I'd sleep. Oh, well, yeah. You'd get home at 7, 30, 8 o'clock in the morning and not get up again until 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well rested. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's all the fun facts I have, I that's think. It. I am out of fun facts. Yeah. Well... Then I suppose, is there anything else to clean up before we uh, get into topic action? No, of. Well, I'll hit the button so everybody knows it's over. This concludes today's segment of Fun Facts. (sighs) Do I relax and exhale because it starts or because it finishes or both? (laughs) Do I feel better? Coming in? These are all questions you're asking, not statements. Well, I know. That's why I have a a curious mind. If you don't know, no one else will. (laughs) It's inside of you. You mean other people can't see the little thought balloons? That's probably a good thing. No, but I but I can see the 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 ooze rolling out the end of your earlobe every once in a while. (laughs) Drip. Drip. Oh, it's like a leaky faucet. (sighs) I saw something the other day about, you know, some people get lost in the middle of a thought, in the middle of a sentence. Yes. And there were people that did not know that that was a real thing. Really? Yeah. They should come have a conversation with any one of my children. (laughs) And you will turn left now (laughs) in the middle of a sentence. Yes. Yes. I, I, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Kind of drives me nuts a little bit. That's why you're my friend, because I do exactly... I just forget where I am. About halfway through, I'm just like, what? Like, the number of times I look at one of my children and go, are you speaking English? Well, that's a whole different ball of wax. Or, no, it's just because we we ended up... We started talking about dinner, and we ended up in a classroom at school somewhere. And it's Mm -hmm. like, what? And you don't understand this. I have no idea how we got there. They just turned left in the middle of the sentence. You know you do that. I know. 
<laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> the other day I looked at, I think it was Jacob, I looked at him and was like, it's like you're trying to speak to me. I just know it. <laughs> he looked at me and was like, what? I was like, open your mouth. Use vowels. Consonants are full, a thing. Full sentence, this place. Oh, he's he's in this mumble mouth face. Oh, Mush that's mouth. always fun. Just a... Yeah. Hey, Dad. What? Could you please speak our native tongue, please? Yeah. I am. <laughs> now, what you need to do is you need to cultivate this thing that people believe you can't hear. And so then there are moments when you just go, I couldn't hear you. Which really means I was not paying any attention because I had no interest in what you were saying. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Unless I'm in a loud room. And then you need I, to get I got one nothing. Of these. Oh, I need an ear trumpet. Like the guy from Patriot? Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I want an ear trumpet now. <laughs> oh, you said it into the microphone. <laughs> Our friend Florida Pete is listening. <laughs> you will get random packages in the mail. <laughs> oh my. Bobby. How's your hearing, Bobby? Pete, we love you so much. We do. Oh, I really wish that Florida and Ohio were closer. I do too. Um. All right. Well, let's get into a topic. Uh, I did something interesting. This morning. <laughs> really? Do tell. <laughs> really? Really? That hurts. That's hurtful. That hurts a little bit. Oh, oh, it does not. Oh, I forgot to say this. I forgot to say this. We have what do to we pause. have to back up to? Do we have to play more music and somebody die? No, what is it? Another we fun have fact? to back all the way up. All, all the way up. up. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs> None of that happened. We have to start over. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Meanwhile, in a parallel universe. No, I just forgot to say uh, congratulations to the Lady Eagles uh, junior high basketball team. They played in a tournament at their school this weekend and took home the big trophy at the end. That's great. Congratulations, yeah, they did great. girls. They actually fought really hard mm -hmm. for a comeback uh, against a public school, mm -hmm. which is kind of a big deal because mm -hmm. most of the schools they play are similar sized to their own mm -hmm. in a different conference. Um, so for them to play against uh, a public school who was pretty hardcore, uh, they did great. They did. They fought through and they did great. Well done, ladies. Yep. That's Gilead Christian for those of you keeping uh, score at home. Yes. Uh, okay, so I did something interesting this morning. I called uh, several people while I was driving around mm -hmm. um, and said, hey, what should we talk about on the podcast? Mm -hmm. Just sort of putting it out there like anything you've been scratching your head about, anything you got questions on, what you thinking? And <laughs> I called five people. Mm -hmm. I asked five people this question mm -hmm. that I know regularly listen to our podcast. Mm -hmm. Three of them had one answer. Two of them had the other answer. Isn't that amazing? Sort of settles what's going to happen. <laughs> Did the three or the two win? The two won. Okay. Uh, the three. <laughs> what was the three? Now I'm curious. The three was Revelation. 
I had three different oh, people okay. say, you guys should do Revelation. And I said, mm. you realize if we get into the book of Revelation, it's going to be like an 18-part series. Yeah. And they're like, send it. I would love to hear you guys hash that out. It'd be hilarious. I'm like, really? It's like, you really? Like, it's, it's not that funny. Uh, apparently, a lot of people like think that you and I would do a great job with the book of Revelation. I mean... I, I don't know what it is, I mean, but we can. Uh, I think perhaps people, instead of reading and studying on their own, perhaps they would like us to go through and make it digestible, because it is kind of convoluted and and confusing. Well, it is. And and but we're pretty convoluted, so. Well, I listen. Two, I'm pretty two wrongs smooth. make a right. Uh, my brain's pretty smooth. Not really all that convoluted, so. You know that's not a good thing, right? I'm aware. You're a mono. That's why con- I said it. You're a mono convolute. <laughs> Like an alligator or a crocodile. Wait a minute. Um, um, a mitochondrial mono... What'd you say? I, I think mono? I say a, a mitochondrial mono... Convolute. Convolute, yes. Mono convolute. Yes. Put those two words together. Mitochondrial mono convolute. That. Don't say that fast three times. <laughs> <laughs> things will happen. Uh, yeah, so Revelation... Was th- three people said Revelation. Two people said, well, I, I wrote down the question so that I could sort of explain it. Okay. Uh, I, I, I do have a few notes. It's not often that that happens. Mm-hmm. So uh, y'all are in for it. I'm, I am here with y'all, by the way. <laughs> I, I'm going to try to catch on to the, the wagon when it rolls by. I tried to let him read my over my notes before we started mm-hmm. while he was feeding me meatballs. Uh-huh. Uh and he did not want to look at them. He said, "No, no, I don't want to see it before we start. I want to be. I want to come in fresh. I want, I want to come in. Yes, cold, as I say. But yeah. you know. And uh, so, uh, so here we go. Buckle up, boys and girls. Um, the question. So, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do as a Christian in my walk with God, right?" You know, I, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't gamble, I don't party, I don't do fornication stuff. Um, I said stuff because there's a lot of things packaged into that particular one. stuff. Okay, yeah. I got it. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I just, I really, uh, I deny myself all the time. I'm intentional with self-denial. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really, really, really work hard at trying to make sure that I am in the will of God, that I am uh, where God is doing what he is doing. And I really, really, really place all the value on whether or not I am doing what God is asking me to do. And that is the thing that is important in my life. And I have noticed that while I'm doing all of this, my life just seems to be a bunch of crap. And then I notice other people who are not nearly as astringent on their own life as I am in their walk with God. Mm-hmm. And they just seem to be over and abundantly blessed. People who are just sort of, meh, yeah, I'm a Christian, sure. They show up to church once a month. They do, yeah, kind of halfway do whatever, you know. <clears throat> and they don't seem to care as much as I do about their walk with God. And yet, here they are just so over and abundantly blessed, and I am just barely have any bootstraps left to pull up. Mm-hmm. 
Now, why is that? Now, that is the question. And this was actually a question that was posed to me uh, by a total of three people, but two people this morning. Okay. And so I said, okay, let's hash this out. So there's the question, Wilson. What do you have to say right off the top? Well, <laughs> I have several thoughts. One of those things is, if I chose to not follow God, if I chose to not deny myself, mm-hmm. if I chose to not live my life in a way that I believe he has laid out for me. I believe that I could be, I could have the appearance of being blessed. Right. One of the conversations I had with this, one of those people that I talked to said, you know, sometimes the struggle is, well, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to make my decisions and do what I want. And that'll be that. And, because why put myself through all this if it's not really doing any good? I think that there is, in my mind, it is the perception of what is being blessed. What does that look like? How do I see the blessings? Sure. And so let's, let's right off the top, let's just say that I think it's fair to say that pretty much everybody struggles with this at some point or another. Right. It's real easy, real easy to look at someone else's life and go, what the heck? Mm-hmm. At a, on a really surface level, it's easy to look at that and go, well, that's just childish. Mm-hmm. It's like two kids sitting in, well, why do they get more than I get? I did more work than they did. Why do they get more than I had? Right? And truth be told, generally speaking, this question is a lot deeper than that. Oh, it's it's infinitely deeper. Because we are by we are by nature. Uh-huh. Our natural self is extremely selfish. We will operate only only in a in a manner which benefits us. Sure. If we are a completely natural man. There is a Mark Twain essay called <laughs> What is Man? Go find it. Yeah. And read it. Mm-hmm. Because it magnificently describes, mm-hmm. purely from the standpoint of a natural man who he was, no, yep. no, 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 no godly, no, no, uh, no, 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 and uh, and how people operate, mm-hmm. um, that they're actually in in his realm, his view, there is no such thing as a selfless act. Mm. Interesting. You know, this ties in because if I am operating out of my natural self, I cannot do anything but do something that will bring some sort of benefit to me. And that is what I will perceive as a blessing. Thereby saying that uh, anything that you do that is perceived or, or is as selfless as you can get has to be the product or fruit of a relationship with God? No, I'm saying that if I perceive something as a selfless act, I, if I drill all the way down, it will be something that is entirely within me. 
my want, my need, my desire as a natural man. When we overlay a relationship with God, those selfless acts become not about me. They become selfless because they're about everybody else. Mm -hmm. They have nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. In fact, are a denial of what I want. Mm. Keep chewing on that. I have notes. My first note says this. First. Number one. Uno. Why are we comparing? Mm -hmm. Why are we scrutinizing someone else's life and making determinations? Mm -hmm. Uh, The first person to talk to me about this had a conversation uh, with someone. And in the process of that conversation, some things about that person's personal life came out. Afterwards, this person had a conversation with me and went, wow, I never would have guessed that we have these expectations and these ideas of who people are. And then we find out that's not really the case, that on the surface, it was this, but really behind all that, eh, not so much. And we feel let down about it. Um, flesh that out just a little bit. Okay. Use your native tongue. I, I know you want to speak to me about this. You, you have an impression. Did you not understand what I said? You have. Well, I want to make sure everybody else understands because okay. there were there were short phrases in there. Okay. Um, you have an impression of someone that is perhaps living a life that you perceive had, to be a certain. Oh, see, go ahead. Here you go. Come on, come on. A level of godliness? Uh, Yeah, that. A level of godliness. that's good. And then you find out. And then you go, what? No, I live my life way better than they do. That's not a level seven. They're a level three. (laughs) If that. um, Well, the funny part about this conversation was, is on top of that, on top of this realization of, oh, they are not the person I thought they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, on top of that said well you know to be honest I kind of struggle sometimes mm-hmm. because I get to watch people like that mm-hmm. who appear to be just immensely and abundantly blessed while I am over here not <laughs> feeling not yes right we're going to get into that so but the first question why are we comparing yes why why would you look at someone else's life and hold it up next to your life and go well well they got more than i did that's not fair i did i mm-hmm. hey listen somebody's listening to this and this is going to punch you in the face okay mm-hmm. i work way harder than that person i deserve more i do more i do so much more than they do or i work way harder than they do i work more hours than they work i pull way more weight than that person i deserve more why are we comparing what benefit could you possibly have 
for comparing yourself to someone else. So that yes, Mr. Wilson. So that you don't have to love them. So you can justify not loving them as you know that God tells you to love people. Sure. I if if, if they're over there doing that, then I can be negative and I can be critical and I can complain about their status and my status, my perception of both those things. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's right. So now I have a a built-in justification. That's right. I have a justification that is perfectly reasonable for me to complain. It is logical. And grumble. And you can't really argue with it because it's fact. Mm-hmm. Except, why are you comparing? More than that, why are you complaining? Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with someone. Let me step one half. Oh, you're good. Let me put half a foot outside the bounds here. Go ahead. I had a conversation with someone just recently about facts. Mm-hmm. We see facts. Yeah. And we like, as people in our brilliant minds, to run and play with those facts and, and assume a, a, a set of other facts which run off of that one fact, which may not be true at all. Okay. And, and, and we then form opinions based out of this one fact, all of which could be absolutely wrong. 100% wrong. Yep. My roof is leaking, therefore I have shingles blown off. No. No, that's not why. <laughs> there are many other reasons, and what you need to do is to actually find the truth of the situation. Mm-hmm. And not assume that your fact that you've latched onto is the truth and the salient fact. We do that with everybody else's life, including our own. We see one small fact. We don't see anything around that. We're not engaged in anything beyond what we think we experience. And we call it fact. And then we start rambling off on all this other stuff, which is where the comparing comes in. And we don't want to. We don't want to go any deeper than that. We don't no, want to go any farther than that. Because it's more fun. Because, well, yeah, why would I? I already have what I need. See, you just gave me an out. And it lets me off the hook. That's right. You gave me an out, and now I, I can just sit around and complain and point fingers and blah, 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 and feel superior to, among other things. Mm-hmm. Um, Satan one, God zero. <laughs> so... First question you need to ask yourself is why are you comparing? Okay. Second, and this is a big one. How are you defining the word blessing? Material <laughs> things? Mm-hmm. Money? Mm-hmm. A knife lies? A knife lies? A knife lies? A knife lies? Li- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to kill all the lice in my knife. Um, chop you up. Uh... No, a nice life with nice things. There are lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of different ways that people like to define the term blessing. One of the conversations that I had about this topic, the person was obviously defining blessings uh, by material things, uh, what I'll call pride of life, Mm -hmm. a nice life, nice things, money, uh, all the things, right? Fun. Sure. Um, and let's be honest. 
Can God bless us with those things? Well, of course he can. Certainly he can. But we have this nasty habit of saying that is what blessings are. When you hear people talk about living a blessed life or, man, I am so blessed, the vast majority of people, the first place their mind goes is money or having nice things or a nice life. My question would be, is that what you think of blessing is? Or do you consider things like spiritual growth or spiritual fruit or seeing God moving in you and around you and in all the people around you? Because as a matter of fact, I think, in my world, those things are more of a blessing than money or a nice house, nice car, mm -hmm. nice life, all the free time you could ask for, whatever. Mm -hmm. Those things are way, way, way more valuable. Or are they? Uh, that word valuable gets tricky, doesn't it? We're, well, we're going to get there. Okay. I used it on purpose. That okay. was a very strategic move. Okay. Because mm, importance and value are not necessarily the same thing. Oh, no. And I guess I'll leave that one there for a second. How are you defining value? Right? Is it all the stuff? Your life? Your life, your <clears throat> wife, your car, your kids, baseball team, whatever. That brand new shiny Honda Civic in the driveway. Whatever. It's interesting. I have a very interesting. Uh, occupation at the moment. Um, I spend all day, pretty much every day, in some of the most ridiculously wealthy people's houses. Mm -hmm. And I get to see lots and lots and lots of different things mm -hmm. and interact with different people, all of which I will never come close to being as wealthy as them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it's really, really interesting. There are those of them that you would never know. If you just met them, I mean, if you didn't see them get out of their Range Rover, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you weren't really paying attention to the clothes that they had on. Mm -hmm. If you just interacted with them, you would never know that they were a multimillionaire. Mm -hmm. You'd never know. They're just amazing human beings. Mm -hmm. Then there's a handful of them that they would make sure that you know. Mm -hmm. And so this whole idea of blessing and not blessing, right? Now, I worded this in my notes a specific way for a specific reason. Okay. Okay. Because, and Mike sort of hit this a little bit on Sunday, right? And But I want to kind of talk about this for a second. 
because our viewpoint, our perspective, and our defining of the word blessing is incredibly important. Incredibly important. Absolutely. Because if you are not defining it right, then you won't call it like it is. Go ahead. Okay. Mm. Okay. I'm st- I'm currently stuck on defining <laughs> it right. So you you yeah. Yeah, I know. And that was kind of on purpose too. Right. Um Okay. I'm going to testify a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to testify a little bit. Now. Precursor to this testimony. I don't need anyone to call me and say, hey, do you need help? I don't need anyone to reach out and say, oh my gosh, are you okay? Yeah, we're fine. Okay. Listen. (laughs) And this leads into my next thing. Okay. But I'm going to share this to make a point. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's like three degrees outside. Mm -hmm. Okay. The blower motor inside of my furnace is currently laying on the floor next to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that furnace hasn't worked since last March. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every time I go to fix it, something else comes up. I got to use that money for something else that's more pressing in this exact moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Winter time has been pretty mild for mm-hmm. most of the winter. And so it hasn't been a big deal. All of a sudden, a couple days ago, the temperature slammed down to single digits. And I went, well, I guess it's time to fix the furnace now. Mm-hmm. Right? So here we are in the middle of winter, and my furnace is out. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is hilarious. So I call a friend of mine from church comes over, says, I'll take a look at your furnace. Right? Walks in the house. The first word out of his mouth was, oh, it's not cold in here. It's actually really warm. i got to get my jacket off. I'm like, yeah, I know. Right? It's this idea of I'm not running around waving a flag going, oh no, my furnace is out and it's cold. No. I got electric heaters, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm fine. It needs fixed because it needs fixed. Not because I'm like, we're going to freeze to death without a furnace. Mm-hmm. No. We're good. Right? Mm-hmm. My, it was funny when I was talking to my kids and I'm like, Y'all don't even know, like, when I was growing up, like, we would tarp off three quarters of the house and everybody lived out of two rooms. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of kerosene heaters. That was it. Mm-hmm. A- and it was normal. Like, everybody I knew lived their life that way. Right. And so it's like, for me, I'm just like, eh, yeah, we're golden. We're good. Right? And... It was just funny that the comment that was made walked in the house and was like, oh, it's warm in here. Yes, it is. I said that to say this. I don't need to get my furnace fixed. I have heat. Mm -hmm. It needs to get fixed because I have a family living in my house and we need heat. Yes. And electric heat is very expensive. Yes. <laughs> so it needs fixed. Right. 
And we've been getting along fine because it hasn't really been all that cold. Right. Until all of a sudden, this week. it got cold. Yeah. So guess what? And it's going to be that way we for a while. we got to fix it. Yeah. So it's not, I just, it's this perspective, right? I could survey my life and go, oh my goodness, why is this happening to me? Why, God, you knew I needed my furnace fixed. Why didn't you, why? No, that's stupid. I'm fine. God has blessed me with the ability to have a warm house Mm -hmm. and food in my kid's belly and Mm -hmm. a roof that doesn't leak. Mm -hmm. And we're good. We're good. Mm -hmm. It's great. As a matter of fact, it's been really neat to be able to have a lot of really cool conversations with my kids. Mm -hmm. Right. About how things used to be about the good old days. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And they love hearing about it. And it's like, they don't, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, hey, guys, guess what? It's cold. Put some pajama pants on when you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Here's a couple of extra blankets. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We're good. It's not that it's... Because it's not cold inside the house for the most part. There are a couple of rooms that get fairly cold. But l- listen, Laura and I haven't had any heat to speak of at all in our bedroom. Mm-hmm. At all. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you looking at it? Do you need? Go ahead. You're you're inhaling like a starving carp. <laughs> Go ahead. Your feelings do not determine what is a blessing in your life. That's correct. I think if that's a point that anyone can get a hold of, I had a conversation today with someone who asked me about cruises. <laughs> yeah. Now I can think of nothing more hideous to do. Oh, I no. Ever. No. I, I no. no. I refuse. Well, the you main can... reason for me is that I know what happened on the Titanic. I don't want to go on a cruise. <laughs> Ever. I've seen the Mickey Mouse cruises. Go down in the ocean. I don't want to go on a cruise. Now, I I really don't know if this person thinks that a cruise would be huge fun. You should let me know if you think that'd be huge fun. Some people do. And some people really love it. Yeah. I mean, it's a great vacation. Sure. But my feeling, someone might perceive a cruise as a blessing in their life. I would not perceive it as a blessing in my life because of my feelings Do I look at the blessings in my life and judge whether it is a blessing or not by how I feel about it? Mm. Now, I'm not saying that feelings are bad. Feelings. However, if the feelings, you you think about all the things that people say are blessings, you know, money, car, house, pleasure, comfort, relaxation, safety, security. Right. It's how... I feel about those things that causes me to perceive it as a blessing or not. Mm-hmm. If I am, if I have to do something really, dif- if God is asking me to do something really difficult, if I have the feelings of how horrific that thing is and how much I hate it 
and how much I don't want it mm-hmm. and how much I would rather someone else would do it, then I don't see that as a blessing. In fact, I get in the way of God making that a blessing in my life mm-hmm. as opposed to just saying, yes, God, I have these feelings about that. Please help me. And while I go do this thing with you, not for you, not be with you. Mm-hmm. The blessing is in the relationship, not in what the relationship brings to me. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because, you know, I, I look at, and I'm not saying that I'm, you know, the best at this because of all people, you know better, right? But I've tried really hard to keep myself in a, in a visual place, in a perspective place, in a mental and emotional place where I'm not complaining mm-hmm. and I look and see what God is doing rather than see all the things that I don't have or see all the things that I hate or that I don't like or that are going on that I can't fix mm-hmm. and and we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but it, it's, it really is a big deal if you can look at things like just in the last three days, right? There, have, there has been fruit from the fact that my furnace is out. Mm-hmm. I, it has enabled me to develop a relationship with someone mm-hmm. that I kind of already had a relationship with, but it, it's, it's different it's, now. It's different, and it's, and it's allowing the body of Christ to bear one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. It is allowing uh, relationships to grow. And, and, and there will be fruit from that, right? And I look at it and go, people are like, well, why'd you let it go so long? Why didn't you get it fixed? It's so irresponsible of you. We were fine. Mm-hmm. We're still fine. But I recognize it as a, eh, okay, this got pushed to the top of the list now. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I've really, uh, God's sort of been, and you and I have talked about this a lot, sort of off air, quote unquote. But, (laughs) but. This is the only time we ever talk. Yes, this is it. Um, (laughs) But, you know, God's really sort of been in the last, I don't know, two or three years, God's been sort of stretching the pizza dough in my life mm-hmm. and moving things around and mm-hmm. reworking things. And I've really sort of gotten to it for the first year or so. It was like, <gasps> what are you doing? Well, it always is when it starts to happen. And, you know, year three or four or four rolls around and I'm just like, okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. You know, I look at it and go, are there things that would make my life a lot better or a lot easier? Sure. Are there things that I perceive would make my life better? Are there things that I would much rather it be different than it is? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Does that mean it's a need? No. Am I needy? No. Do I have to have these things or things a certain way or else I can't produce fruit for God? No. And that is the point. Sure. The whole thing is about bearing fruit. All of it. Everything. 
I don't want to step on where I'm, I know you're going to go next. Okay. Because <laughs> if you don't, I'm going to smack you upside the head. You, you alluded to it to me earlier. So it's coming. Um, I, I don't, as my life has changed in the last couple three years. Yep. Significantly. Sure. I know, I find myself in this, in this place sometimes of not caring. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Okay. Um, I mean, not caring about me, not caring. Do I hurt? Not caring, am I tired? Not caring, where is my head? Not caring if I am sure I am right about things. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I distill things down to facts, and then I take that Mm -hmm. to God. I don't start making opinions out of one small fact and thinking that I'm so smart because I can see the whole path out there. Sure. That's where, for me, it's had to stop. Sure. Um, I get to see that in a lot of people now. And I don't know how to help them, but I don't always, I, I don't always know how to help them. But I also don't want to see them go through the pain of going, wow, I was really, really, really super wrong. Um, and that's where caring about loving people, caring about people and loving people becomes the thing that is the blessing and provides the blessing to other people, not to me. There's an old hymn, make me a blessing. Mm-hmm. If, if I refuse to be a blessing, if I won't change my schedule or I won't, um, if there are things I refuse to do, I am getting in the way of God blessing other people and I'm getting in the way of him blessing me. Yep. Because I take my feelings and make them more important than anything else. Yep. Okay. Let's talk about reactions to this. Okay. Okay. There's a certain type of person out there who, and I'll go ahead and throw her all the way under the bus because I can My eldest daughter, Kaya, is this way. Okay? Mm -hmm. And she knows. Her and I have had lots and lots of conversations. Right? The question I wrote down here is, are you performing to get a blessing? Mm -hmm. What I mean by that? Do you have to have all A's? Perfect attendance? Have to be the best at whatever it is? Mm -hmm. Fill in the blank there, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you working so hard to get the blessing? Right? It's that complex of, hey, Dad, look what I made. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's it's the kid who can't just be in their father's presence doing what he's doing, Mm -hmm. but instead they have to do their own thing and show you what I did so you can be proud of me so that the thing I chose to do is important, not what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of... I just collectively heard a lot of women and some men go, you monster. Be proud of your child at the thing they made. Sure. Great job. Now, can we please do what I'm doing? You're distracting me from being productive. Mm -hmm. 
why don't you come along with me and let me show you how to do this? Even more important, that sense of um, gaining value from displaying what it is I'm good at. Hey, look, he was paying attention. We live. <laughs> this is just the look on my face. <laughs> we, we live in a rewards-based society. Oh, 100%. Um, softball. Ouch. Um, girls, softball. Uh-huh. Um, the league wanted all the teams to select an MVP so that the league could honor them, could recognize them. Sure, yes. There were some teams that went, oh, yes. And then there were other teams <laughs> where the girls went, no, that's not why we're here. Now, that was partly due to coaching. Not me. I was the head coach. <laughs> no, you okay, were all I'm about a... the MVP. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't want to even be involved in that conversation. <laughs> Because they weren't going to name me, and uh, sure, <laughs> but the head coach, great guy, said, "No, we're not going to do that because we're a team. Any particular game, there is a different MVP. There's a different girl who steps up. Sure, all season long, we're not going to recognize one person." And the girls were, he and he told him, he said, "We're not going to do it." So when you hear it from the girls at this team or that team, we're not doing it because that's not who we are. Recognizing that the reward does not make a person better or different other than just nice job. This goes into so many different things, even giving compliments to people, which yeah. can be a dangerous thing Yeah, sure for some people, particularly kids. Sure it can. Um, I... I would step on toes if I went much further. Um, so I won't. Okay. <laughs> but be very, very cautious when you are involved in organizations that want to single people out and say, oh, they did the best. Because that is a mindset that begins, that, 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 that pervades the organization and the and the value of excellence which mirrors into which, which which is comes against the value of lesser performance and does not recognize individual t and team effort it puts people in rankings which is what, level 7 level 3 yeah 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 we can't do that we I, already I do that as people find that to be difficult yeah and we already do that as people anyway. Right. That's an old guy talking, by the way. <laughs> so are you the type of person, listener, who just works their hind end off to try to get to a certain goal, mm -hmm. a certain, to attain a certain thing or status or place or amount of money? Or position in the church. Or position or in the church, whatever. Or, or, is the fact that you're already blessed the fuel for that productivity? Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Trying to buy your blessing mm. with your performance 
will end up costing you so much joy and so much peace. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen those people? Oh. Who were just wrecked with anxiety and fretting all the time because I got to work hard. I got to, here's the thing, here's the thing I got to go. And when they miss the mark, mm-hmm. it all falls apart. They can't handle it. They set, freak out. They set up expectations for themselves, which cannot be met. Perfection Correct. is not an expectation that can be met. Yeah, Kaya. <clears throat> 15-year-old Mike Wilson. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I completely get this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is why I have some opinions about it. <laughs> right, sure. Because I watched what it did to me. Yeah. Um, you know, it causes a situation where where people wind up posing. They present something while they recognize that they really are a piece of crap underneath it. Uh-huh. Now, this happens in churches when people are striving for position. It happens with God when people are striving for blessings because they want, oh, God, you have to recognize me. God, this is how you recognize me if, if I have the blessing that I think you should be blessing me with in the blessing of the blessing. <laughs> Say blessing one more time. I was looking for another. <laughs> I'm out of conjunction. Conjunction junction stopped right there. Um, Off the tracks, baby. Uh, so yeah, you stole the you, you stole the transition into the next paragraph of notes. Okay. How are we doing all the time, by the way? I don't know. All right. Uh, so yes, this idea of performing in order to reach a certain uh, blessing or position or level, however you want to goal, whatever you want to look at, right? And, and, and this idea of trying to buy the blessing with your performance. We know that as, you just bright, said it. Bright arrogance striving. and striving. Whether it be striving for importance or striving for a certain goal, striving for... Whatever you want to fill in. Appearance is 99% of it. Sure. What other people think of you. Yeah. Uh, whatever you want to fill the gap in there, right? Um, you're working incredibly hard to achieve a supposed value that you have assigned to whatever that thing is. And I use supposed there on purpose. Because what we do is... We attach value to things. Now, God did not assign the value there. We assign the value there. Based on its importance to us and our opinions. Okay? I know a guy. I know a guy. (laughs) Who, one of his biggest struggles is that the most valuable thing in his life, right, is the amount of work that he does. Mm -hmm. He prides himself on working harder than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And he will not hesitate to wave that flag around and go, look how many, how how hard I've been working. How hard have you been working? (gasps) I knew I've been working harder than you. See, Mm -hmm. I work way harder than you. I work harder than everybody. Mm -hmm. And so... And to to his credit, that was sort of drilled and pounded in 
to him as a person. Oh, absolutely. His upbringing. That's how that happens. Because his family, all the men in his family, are the same way, mm-hmm. right? They derive this huge value from the amount of work that they do. Mm-hmm. I didn't say the amount of productivity. And how much you actually produce, I said the amount of work that you do, mm-hmm. right? One of those, I bet you can't find anybody that works more hours than I do. Boy, I just shrugged my shoulder in the so what? Right, <laughs> but, but right. Anyway. because it's irrelevant. It doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. other than that you're putting yourself in an early grave mm-hmm. so that you can be the best, yeah. right, at something. Uh-huh. Right, and the only I I have said this more in the last year than I ever have in my life, and it's hilarious. The only person who cares about it is you. Absolutely, the only person in this world who cares is you. Right. So, and go ahead. Whatever you want to fill in that blank with, with your striving, uh-huh. right? It could be like my friend who. Uh, who, uh, you know, really tries to pay attention to how much value they're putting on that because they recognize it's an issue and it's the source mm-hmm. of their pride and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and so God's really working with them about that, and that's mm-hmm. great. Um, and so, but it could be other things, right? Uh, people strive for all kinds of stuff. And, and th- that word striving is really important that you use the right word there because striving is not the same as working hard. No. Striving implies what? What's the best way to define that? Striving, as I see it, and this, and this comes out of a sermon that Mike did probably six, seven, eight, ten years ago, um, a long time ago. Um, striving is the personal importance, personal value that we place on something and then begin to adjust everything in our life in order to attain that thing. It becomes the most important it thing. It becomes the hierarchy of your life. Everything in your life has to line up or assist that goal, and that is what you're striving for. If the thing at the top of that mountain is not being with God and seeing him move in you and everyone around you, mm-hmm. if that's not what's sitting at the top of that mountain, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say something really bold here. You wrong. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's just easy. You're wrong. This is easy. If you are wanting your life to be easy and fun so that you can have all the, all the, all the happy stuff, you are going to let other things fall by the wayside in order to do that. Yeah. So, so let me talk about how this happens practically. Okay. Yeah. I start. So I've noticed in the last two years that. I see things differently. I notice different kinds of things mm-hmm. based on the environment that I've been in for mm-hmm. the last two years. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Based on the name. people that I've been around for the last two years. Mm-hmm. And it's really caused me to step back and go, how healthy is this? Mm-hmm. Because we as human beings are already bent toward pride and arrogance. Oh, absolutely. We're already bent towards uh, he who dies with the most toys wins. Mm -hmm. I had that sign on my desk at one point. (laughs) Right? And so 
it's really easy to, and listen, I'm not talking about, you don't have to be, you know, hanging out around millionaires and stuff to, to see this. I know people who will wag their finger and shake their fist at the guy who's been working at Whirlpool for 30 years, who's driving around a 2024 Chevy Silverado because he's been working there for 30 years and he can afford it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, we as human beings are bent towards comparison and achievement-based living. Another way of saying that maybe is we as human beings are naturally bent toward evaluation. Okay, yeah. Which is just a different word for determining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, striving. What are you striving for? What is the thing in your life that causes you anxiety if it's not just so? If you can't get there. If you, if you make the mistake and you slip on it and you didn't quite reach your goal. You gonna wig out, or is that okay? Anxiety is an interesting marker for that kind of thing. By the way, yeah, is it okay if some things break in your life and fall apart? Are you gonna break and fall apart because that happened, or are you going to demand that other people fix those things for you, or are you going to demand that God fixes those things? Uh, for you? Next sentence. <laughs> Something to think about. Here we go. Meat and taters time. Pay attention. Open your ears. It gets worse from here? If you have ears, listen up. A blessing is not the reward for productivity. Mm -hmm. It's not what you get at the end. It's the power for it. It's the fuel for it. It's what causes the productivity. Or it should be. Let me explain. The reason is because you're already so blessed and because God has blessed you with so much energy and time and emotional fortitude, money, whatever you want to put in the blank. Mm -hmm. Because he's blessed you so much with such things that you have all that you need and you lack nothing. And so therefore, you can go ahead, move forward and be productive and produce fruit in the kingdom of God that God has asked you to produce. Listen, it, it's three degrees outside. My furnace is broke. I don't, that's okay. The only reason that it's getting fixed is because I have a family who lives in a house and it's expensive. And God said, it's time to fix it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that we're freezing to death in our house. It's that it's time to get it fixed. It's our evaluation of the things in our life that we consider to be the blessings. What if you go home and one of your children is absolutely beside themselves complaining and whining about the fact that the furnace is not working the way they think it should and they have to put up with this stupid electric heat? Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's that's pretty much a constant thing. But, yeah. What, what, what? 
Would you like to know my response to that? Well, uh, after you bring them in from 15 minutes of standing outside in the cold <laughs> in whatever they're dressed in. It feels a lot warmer in here now. Do you it? like it now? Yay. Okay, problem solved. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. Do you not just say <laughs> But I, I would consider that. I know you probably would too. <laughs> yes, I would consider that. <laughs> you can come in when you decide that electrocute's okay with you. Oh. <laughs> That's what we do with God. Oh, God, for sure. I don't have the this, pick a thing mm-hmm. that I need to do this ministry. Sure. And he goes, you don't need that. Mm-hmm. I've already provided an alternative for all that. That's right. God, I can't hear well, so I really can't be on the worship team. No, Dingus. I I will make sure that there is an in-ear monitor for you. I will give you people who will recognize that sometimes you're not exactly sure. And they will look at you and grin, and their guitar neck will go up and down. (laughs) Or their hand will wave in a pattern in the air. (laughs) If I start to go off on a, maybe I can hear just fine, I start to go off on a funk riff somewhere. People will look at me and go, one, two, three. Look, I can't evaluate what, what I think I need or what I want. I have to depend on the people that are ministering with me. They recognize my weaknesses. I recognize theirs. We all are in this together. You know, it's interesting. This idea of uh, I don't need anything. I've got enough. What do you need? Yeah. Right. Right. So, so it's. I, I want to continuing with my example. Right. Furnace is out. It's cold outside. Whatever. God actually forced me into getting it fixed because, in my mind, yeah, we only got a couple of months to get through, and we're good. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. God actually put me in a situation. And said, here, I, f- I solved this problem for you. Mm-hmm. Right? And it really wasn't even on my radar because I'm like, I've got heaters. I don't need the, f- the furnace running. We're not dying of you know, freezing to death in our house. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And God said, no, no, here. Here's this thing. I f- I, I, here, I fixed this situation for you. Right? And no, God didn't just drop a brand new shiny golden furnace down in my house. Right? (laughs) No. He said, here's someone who knows how to fix it. Right? Have them look at it. Mm -hmm. Okay? If you aren't... Go ahead on. One, if you aren't looking and you aren't listening and you aren't paying attention when God hands you the blessing, Mm -hmm. you will not perceive it as such, and you will miss it. You will walk right by it. Or refuse it. Or refuse it. Um, and, And so, and this is not me patting myself on the back. I'm just giving you a practical example of what this looks like in everyday life, right? 
I very much could sit and complain. And 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 there's more that I could stack on top of that to, mm-hmm. to sit and complain and whine about mm-hmm. things that I w- wish were different in my life but aren't. Mm-hmm. And you know what? But I don't need anything. I'm good. I do not consider myself a needy person there there have been moments in my life where i have been forced to make other people aware of my needs or else they weren't going to be met Mm -hmm. by the way take that one and chew on it um well that's part of transparency don't be too proud prideful and proud to ask for help if you need it Mm -hmm. right but the other side of that is listen you have to be looking and ready and, and watching what God is doing or you won't see it when it comes. I think there's a Bible verse about that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But let me go. Let me take that go ahead. one. Let me, let go me, ahead. let me side just, just run this down real quick. Go ahead. God is making you fix the furnace. Yes. He is making it possible. Yes. And he is encouraging you to fix the furnace. Sure. So that you are not spending, let me just say, this is a possibility. Exorbitant amounts of money. There is X (laughs) X amount of dollars needed to fix and then run the furnace. Yes. Okay. Having electric heat (laughs) is is X times three. Well, yeah. And it's kind of like just flushing money down a toilet. Yeah. Because there may be something down the road where yeah. God says, I need you to have some money sure. available. Yeah. I need you to be able to do this thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm making this thing, this repair possible now. Sure. Because I need you to, to not be spending that money. Right. Just because, well, it's okay. Yeah. I need you to do this. There is some dis- some self-discipline involved in getting the furnace fixed. Yeah, for sure. So for sure, look at the things in your life when God's asking you to do something and making it possible. It's not necessarily to make your life easier. It may be because he's getting you one thing out of the way <laughs> to, to get something out of the way because he's going to ask you to do something else later on. Mm-hmm. And I have seen I, I, I have seen that happen so much. Yeah. And those people that refuse and hang on to their their supposed needs. And their evaluation of their feelings. Mm. I watch them and it hurts so much. Oh, yeah. I watch them being left behind. Yeah, for uh, sure. Out of the blessings. Yep. Okay. And I watch them isolate themselves because they're not getting blessings. Mm-hmm. And then that really puts the stopper on the blessing. Sure. Because they're not around God's people. They're not experiencing people who will love them so that the blessings are available. Sure. You, you, we, you know, Mike's been mentioning it, and this is something that's been in, in my head from, in the summer. This community of people needs to come together and actually love each other and care about what's going on and 100%. be involved in each other's lives. And it's been happening. Yes. And it is so much fun. Yes. I cannot tell you the, the Connect group on Wednesday night. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody in this group's doing stuff for and with each other. Yeah. And it's like, Wow. Yeah. Cool. Now that's because we're all very cool people and we're model <laughs> Christians and we're lots of fun to be around. But <laughs> no, God is making it possible for, for us to really get into each other's lives, even the people that kind of don't want to. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's amazing to watch it happen. And then there are people that are kind of like on the fringes, kind of new to all this, mm -hmm. looking at that going, well, I'll be darned. Right on. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Maybe I want some of that. There's. Yeah. I had a conversation with a guy today that's, he's struggling with it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, again, I'm not sharing this. Please don't send money. You know, uh, we're, we're good. 1-800-HELP-CHRIS-NOW. <laughs> no, I'm, please. I'm being dead. I'm serious. Please. I'm literally using this as a practical example. Do I need Sarah McLaughlin to come on and sing a song? <laughs> I will remember you. Uh, <laughs> is that the song in the... In the yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> help a dog. 1-800-HELP-A-PUPPY. Uh, help um, a dog. Cook a puppy. I mean, what? I, I, um, I walk your dog. So listen, I'm. I could very much use this situation as, as an opportunity to whine and complain, and and raise my banner of, look how needy I am, and and look, God, why is this happening? Right, a few months ago, the drive shaft dropped out of my truck. Mm -hmm. Then my furnace went out. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's all this stuff that's com compound piling up in my life. And I'm just sort of going, mm -hmm. it's all mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. It's all good. Because every single time, God made a way. Mm -hmm. Right? There, I'm still okay. I don't have any needs. God is meeting my needs at every turn. Is it the way I would like to have things? No. Would could things be better in my estimation of things? <laughs> sure, they could be, but I'm not in charge. I'm good. I I, I want to say this: Don't let for 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 people who latch onto this. Don't don't think that God is in charge. Means that laziness is no. okay. No. No, that's not what I'm it's, saying. And he's not. I'm just clarifying. <laughs> he doesn't live that. He does, it's, God is trying to take care of things because there's something coming. No, what I what what I'm the point I'm making is that I do not need. God's got me taken care of. Uh-huh. I'm not wandering through my life going oh man i don't have this i don't have that i don't have this i don't have that no i've got everything i need in my human estimation of things <laughs> in my opinion of my life could things be differently that'd be great yeah when i say but god's in charge what i mean is way back at the beginning of this when we started talking this episode right i said why are you comparing? Right? How do you define blessing? When I tell you that situations like this past Sunday morning, while I'm standing in a room listening to the body of Christ, particularly a bunch of crazy, awesome teenagers, mm -hmm. just praising God mm -hmm. like crazy. Mm -hmm. And they would have kept going. If Mike hadn't said, okay, we got to have church now, <laughs> right? But when I tell you that I get to see so much fruit 
And I see so, I see God moving in so many people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I see it happening in front mm-hmm. of my face mm-hmm. all the time. And I get mm-hmm. to be part of it, right? And I'm sitting here going, I, some of the conversations I have with my children about life and about God would scare you. And I'm sitting here going, there's so much fruit everywhere. Mm-hmm. What the heck else do I need? Right. And for those... And it's not... So when I say, uh, yeah, sure, the drive shaft dropped out of my truck and it needs fixed. I, if God wants that fixed, it'll get fixed. And by the way, he did. Yeah, he's making a way he's there, He's working too. on it. Yeah. The furnace... He's working on it, right? I'm not saying it's not a laziness thing. It's a, where do I place value? The value in my life is where is God? What is he doing? Is he moving in me? Is he moving in the folks that are close to me? And that's almost more important to me in some ways sure is god moving in the people that are around or in the lives of people around me sure and do i am i looking to be with and associate and join with those people in whom god is moving and those people here's the day my arms are moving because I'm trying to grab words at this point. Him look like giant squid. Release the Kraken. There are people who claim that there are not blessings going on, that God's not moving in this church. I've heard more than one person say that. I, I would love to have a conversation with those people. Well, yeah. <laughs> but those people, to an individual, to every single one of them, are choosing to isolate, remove, or put blocks up against what the body of Christ is doing in their life. And not maliciously, it's not mean. They just don't want to. Sure. Because it requires something of them. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're missing out. You look at them and go, look over there. And then there's another complaint that comes. Uh-huh. Sure. So it's it's spectacular, it really is. I just um, it's it's scary for some of those people, and I, I keep going, come on, come on, come on, come on. But if they don't want to, you can't make them. No, no, you can't. You have you are responsible. Is it is it fair to say you are responsible for you in your relationship with God, so that He can use that for everybody around you? Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Okay, I'd say that's fair. So. Blessing is not the reward for productivity, right? It's the power for it. And, and that's sort of what I was testifying about was that um, I'm so blessed in my life. Mm-hmm. And anybody who knows me knows I ain't talking about money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I am truly so blessed in my life. Yes. That I don't need nothing. Do I have things that could be better? Yes. Do I have things that I would love to be different? Sure. All in God's timing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All in his will. All in his timing. Mm -hmm. It's not up to me. 
right? I like to say it like this. I tell my kids all the time. You gave your life to Jesus. What other decision do you need to make? Right. It's, it is It is relatively simple. Right. You took your hands off of it while you keep wanting to pick it back up again. Anyway, that's a whole other episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let me finish reading my notes so we can not be here for another two hours. Uh, okay. So... It's the power. Okay. So, after all that, after everything we talked about, I'll ask the question at the beginning again. What does it mean to be blessed? What does it look like? What definitions or parameters or expectations are we placing on that? I hope that people are seeing blessings as something a little bit different than they maybe thought of them. That was the goal. A few hours ago. That was the goal. Because, listen, you don't have the most money in the world. I don't have the most money in the world. Mm -hmm. There are things about your life that I'm sure you wish were different. Mm -hmm. There are things about my life I wish I... I I can line people up and I'm sure they could fill up a box (laughs) with with ideas about their life that they would like to have different. Sure. Welcome to being human. Right. But listen, when I tell you that if you look, when your perspective shifts from you to God, and that's a very church and ease way to say that. Let me back up, try to make it a little easier. When your perspective and what you look at and what you pay attention to and what you place value on. And that really is the important part is what you assign value to mm-hmm. and how much value mm-hmm. was you assign to things. Mm-hmm. But when that shift happens and you stop paying attention to all the boo-boos and band-aids in your life and because they really are irrelevant because you stand here and go, yeah, but okay, look, like, okay, sure, it's the middle of, it's two degrees outside and my furnace is down. Yeah, but look, I watched this 12-year-old kid worship God this morning on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Like, it was amazing. Not only that, I watched like 50 of them, right? Mm-hmm. What were you doing when you were 15? Anyway, um, but it, it's a real deal, right? That's just one thing. That's just one little drop in the bucket that I could share all kinds of crap that would scare you Mm -hmm. that God is doing. And I get to sit and watch and be part of it, Mm -hmm. right? And so really all the dumb stuff, if it really is important, he'll let me know. Like, hey, time to get it fixed. (laughs) Right? And, And it's not about being lazy, right? It's not about making an excuse and saying, well, if God wanted it taken care of, he'd take care of it. So I'm going to go ahead over here and keep doing what I want to do. No, that's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. If that's what you took out of this, you weren't listening. Go back and listen again (laughs) and repeat until you get it. Um, Listen, today, what what is it? What is it? Today has its own troubles or, or don't worry about tomorrow because today has its own troubles. Yeah, troubles right. enough of its own. Day. Right. Listen, it, the way that I've structured my, it's funny because you were talking about that hierarchy of things of, of value, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, 
I've pretty much gotten to a place in my life where the way you were describing that is the way that I describe my life to people. I've had people ask me, like, why don't you do certain things a certain way? Well, because at the center of that and at the very tippy top of that mountain is what is God doing? What has he asked me to do in joining him? Am I doing that? That's at the very, very tip of that mountain. Every single other thing in my life has to rotate and gravitate around that. If anything gets in the way of that, it has to go down to a different level Um, on the mountain. Yes. If anything gets in the way of that, it, it automatically gets an automatic push. Because that is the most important thing. That is what I strive for. Right? And be careful because even that can become a thing. And what, it can become self-serving. Right. Because you can find value in your ability to determine what God or is not saying it to you. Is or isn't doing. <laughs> or to other people. Anyway. Caution. Uh, Caution. That's Caution. a whole other episode. Caution. Anyway. Danger, Will Robinson. Uh, but listen, I'm not telling you how to live your life, but I'm telling you what I, I've tried a couple of different ways to live my life over the years. And uh, this is the one that I've found uh, seems to work, is, is that God and what he has asked me to do and his will in my life and serving him and joining him is at the top of the mountain. Uh, and everything else gets put around that. And nothing is allowed to be in the way of that. Right. Um, and so, you know, because there's a bump in the road over here, so what? Does that change what God is doing over here? Nope. So therefore, it's irrelevant. If it was relevant, he'd say, go get this fixed, Yeah, which he did. Yeah. One of those things, I lit, and this is scary. Let me tell you how this works. I'm going to testify for a second. So one of those things, I said, I, I actually was working really, really, really hard and sort of almost in panic mode about, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. Like, I really have to get this fixed. It's a big deal um, because it will affect so many different areas of my life mm-hmm. if I don't get this fixed. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of wigging out, and I finally was like, all right, look, this, this whole anxiety thing, right, is not working out for me. It doesn't look good on me, so I'm just going to not worry about it. I'm like, and I was finally just like, all right, look, God, you know what the issue is. You know it needs fixed. I can't do anything to fix it, so you're going to have to help me out. And uh, I left it at that and said, I'm not going to worry about it, mm-hmm. right? If you missed the sound effect, that was me closing the window and throwing the window away. I'm not going to open that window anymore. I'm not going to be concerned about it. I'm not going to be anxious about it. I'm not going to worry about it. I have walked the path that the Bible says to walk, right? I busted my hind end trying to fix the issue, and it just wouldn't. I couldn't do it. And so I said, okay, I can't do it. Hey, God, here's what the issue is. Right. Rather than being anxious about it and freaking out, here's the problem. If you want to fix it, sweet. If not, I guess it's not important. Right. I'm walking away from it. Right. Lo and behold, events occur. Events occurred, and God said, Here you go. Fix it now. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. It's literally like. 
I don't have time right now, but I could literally take you on a journey through my life and regale you with stories of how this has happened over and over and over and over again in my life. How many times, Wilson, have we sat down here in this studio and you have looked at me with this dumb look on your face going, my God, man. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I have had people look at me and go, okay, look, there was a point in time in my wife and I's life where and we make it a point to share testimony, actual real mm-hmm. testimony about mm-hmm. what God, what is happening in our life and what God mm-hmm. is doing in our life uh, on a, in our small group. Mm-hmm. About a half a year into it, somebody came to us after class and was like, listen, please don't stop testifying about what's going on in your yeah. life because it really, really, really is encouraging in my own life yeah. to hear that. Yeah. And to see that, to see that when it went, because I don't know if you know this, but God allows us to go through adversity in our life, right? <gasps> How dare uh, you. And so when, when you walk through adversity and you go, yeah, it sucks, but okay, God's still on top, mm-hmm. right? And people go, what? Like, I would lose my mind if I were you. And it's not so much what we went through; it's the, it's just the order of events in the sort of one right after another frequency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at one point, someone was like, "Are you sure you didn't like break a crucifix in half somewhere, <laughs> or like what did you do?" And I'm like, "No, nah, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, it's okay. It's irrelevant. I don't need anything." I'm good. If I needed it, God would say, do this. God would say, here, you needed this. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not my job to determine or decide what my needs are. And the things that you cannot, sometimes God provides for those close to you from other sources. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And listen, the point to this whole thing tonight, one, is to make you think, well, the primary point to all of this tonight, <laughs> shut up, distillation, shut up, uh, was to make you think about how you attach value to things in your life mm-hmm. and why. And how you define and view and from what perspective you look at blessing, mm-hmm. right? And it kind of makes you look at your life differently. Or at least I hope it does. There's a lot of discipline. Sure. There's a lot of self-control. Sure. There's a lot of love, patience, joy. Yeah. Long suffering. I don't know where those things come from, but um, <laughs> somewhere in Galicia, Galapolis, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but those are the things that, when you are attaching yourself to God and His Spirit, mm-hmm. those things will begin to be produced in your life, so that you can do other things in the kingdom of God. Yep. 
Not because you're such a joyful person. Because I am such a joy to be around. Oh, I am too. Just I'm just a peach. Oh yeah. Talk about fruit. I'm yeah. a peach. Oh yeah. <laughs> People can't get enough. <laughs> and those things are going to be used to bless all the people around you. And then those people, you're going to see God moving and working. And that's going to encourage you. You just see all the people around you. And they have all the people that are around them and all the people that are around them. And, all, and you have these interconnected, ever-growing circles of people who are just looking to be blessings. Not to that get on a whiteboard one time. Not to get blessings but to be blessings. Yeah, I drew that on a whiteboard one time. Yeah. And they tell two friends, and they tell two friends. <laughs> no, it's not Amway. It's more, um, it's more Fibonacci than... Uh, it's like that. Yeah. Um, anyway. Is the horse dead? Well, the horse ain't dead, but it's ready to be ridden. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, y'all just saddle up and go. He's lost his mind. We need to go. Oh, this is it. This is it. Okay. You're watching the end of the string play out. It's gonna go flap, 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 flap around the around the reel. Take it, us like home. The film Wilson. worries about that. When I say, baby shark, don't. Don't be so concerned about your blessings. Be concerned about being a blessing to other people. It fits right in to what we say every single time. Why don't you go find someone to bless? Love you. Bye.